Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Zev Bannett. You're watching the Sewed Blocks channel. And uh, if you want to hear this video in an audio format, you can check it out on our podcast channel, which is exactly the same name, Sewed Blocks. You can type it into uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, and you will have exactly the same exact content in audio form. And you don't have to watch my face, you can just hear what I'm saying if that's better for you, so run over there and check that out. Otherwise, I want to talk about in this video, um, sort of like this meta concept. And, you know, a lot of times when we're sort of learning Torah and Kabbalah and all these very deep ideas, so there's like a structure that relates all them to each other. You have like the very big picture ideas and like the little picture ideas and then all these sort of connectors between the big and the little and sort of figuring where everything sort of fits together. And so today, in this video, I want to really focus on a very big picture type of idea. It's a theme that shows up throughout the Torah, the Chumash itself, you know, the Bible and like the, the, the Talmud and the Gemara. And it's like this just this big picture theme. And it's such a big picture theme that it kind of made it pretty big also in the secular or the non-Jewish or non-Torah, non-Kabbalah space. And in that space, in the non-Jewish, in the English, well, you just use, you know, you use English words, it's called being holy, this idea of being holy, and there are people who are holy in the world, and, you know, sometimes people talk about the Pope being holy, or other religious people being holy, and being holy and being religious are often, like, really, really closely linked and associated, and so, like, this meta idea of being holy, so I think it's just sort of, like, a good example of something that we find, uh, and you're going to see a lot when you're sort of out there, uh, if you're in the Jewish space, you'll see this a lot. If you're in the non-Jewish space, you'll see it a lot. It's just this theme of like like trying to figure out what life is about. And so the way that plays out in the in the Jewish space and the in the in the Jewish culture space is like there's all these different things people will say life is about. Life is about getting close to Hashem, life is about um, you know, being holy, life is about relationships, life is about growth, and these are all kind of like different things that we tend to throw around and say. And it ends up making it a little bit vague because we're not really sure what life is about. And so I want to sort of show maybe like, what, first of all, what holiness actually is and what that word kind of means. And and then also maybe tie together some of these other ideas about what life is actually about. So the, the concept here, the reason it's I'm saying it's a meta concept because it's like one of these, like it's a big picture meta goal. And you have all these other things that were, that you know, the, the Torah and the Kabbalah lifestyle sort of includes all of these different kinds of activities and ways to live on a practical day-to-day. -day. And then you have these meta frameworks like the concepts of what we call holiness in English, uh, which includes all these little day-to-day -day activities and, and sort of is like the bigger picture. So let's just sort of dive into that for a second and try to figure out like the word in the actual Torah for what we call in English holiness is the word kadosh. And it's a funny word because the word kadosh if you actually read it in the text, it doesn't sound like it really refers to whatever we think we mean when we say the word holy. You look at the word kadosh and it's different permutations. So, first of all, the Torah itself tells you that you should try to be kadosh. And it says that Hashem is actually kadosh. So that's literally a textual phrase, Parshas Kadoshim. It's in the middle of the third book of the Torah. And it describes that you're supposed to be kadosh because Hashem is kadosh. And the question is, like, well, what does that mean? Like, well, first of all, what does Kadosh mean? Second of all, if Hashem is Kadosh, you're supposed to be like that also. Like, how does that work? And, like, what's that concept even? But then you also find the word Kadosh in other contexts that are a little bit weird. So I'll just give the, the most jarring example of the word Kadosh where it's weird. Is that the word Kadosh is used to describe what that's a term for a prostitute in uh, Parshas Vayeshev, which is in the first book of the Torah. And... 
it describes there that there's a story about Yehuda, and Yehuda is he's on the road, and he ends up running into this woman who doesn't realize that it's one of his relatives, and she's trying to trick him into having a sexual relationship with her, and there's a whole reason why, and there's a larger story there, which is very important to understand and very fascinating in a lot of different ways. But the point is that like he runs into her, thinks she's a prostitute because of the way that she dressed, and she tricks him and covers her face, and he doesn't know who she is. And then later he asks, where is this woman? He wants to pay her for the prostitution. And he's like, where is the Kedeshah that was there before? And the Kedeshah is the word for prostitute in the Torah. And the word Kedeshah is not just like a slight, a little bit of a nuanced hint towards the word Kadosh. It is literally the same word. The word Kedeshah and the word Kadosh are the same root and almost the same structure. And so you have to ask yourself, like, well, why would that be the word for Kadosh, if it means something like holy or some, whatever that is, then that would also be the same as the word for prostitute. That's pretty strange. So when you start looking at the word a little more carefully, another example of the word is that we also use the word kadosh uh, in the Gemara to mean marriage. We have this concept of what's called kedushin. Kedushin seems to be the way that the, the Gemara describes it in the Talmud and then, and then also the commentaries from a thousand years ago and more talk about, well, the word as it's used in context seems to always have something to do with like it's it's directing towards something or sort of like dedicating towards something. So when you are getting married to somebody, if you are doing kedushin, which is the word kadosh, so what you're trying to do is you're trying to dedicate yourself towards somebody in a certain way. So it's that doesn't sound like it's really about holiness. Like what exactly does that mean? So you have that that the word in that context too. You have like kedushin, which is like a marriage construct, and you have kedusha, which is a prostitute construct, and you have this thing that we the, the Torah seems to say we should be kadosh because Hashem is kadosh. And those things don't fit so well, all of them. I mean, with Hashem also, like, to be kadosh, if it has something to do with prostitution or even marriage, you could start to say something like, we're trying to be married to God or something, but it's really not super clear what the word is doing in these contexts. So with that background, I kind of want to just um, sort of put together a little bit of a framework to understand what it is. And I think that the, the, the way to sort of think about this is that each of us actually has this, we have like a core that you can call your ratzon. The ratzon is like the core ingredient. The ratzon literally means your will or your passions or your interests, but you could really just kind of call it your, your general sense of volition, that you are trying to do things, you're interested in doing things. And that core volition, that core willpower to act and to be and to create and to manifest, whatever, that, whole, that thing, so which is called ratzon in Hebrew, so that core it can be very much fragmented and multi-directional. In other words, what you're able to do is you can have, you can think of it almost as like a starburst. Like there are so many things that you might want to do and sometimes they'll conflict. Like you might want to go out and have fun with a bunch of friends. You also might want to have a really close, intimate relationship with somebody. But how do you weigh those two wantings, right? Like you might want to get married to somebody but also have like a crazy outside social life. On the other hand, like, you know, if you have a crazy outside social life that could interfere with your marriage, like there's all kinds of different things we want. You might want to build a huge business but also want to have like a, a like work as an employee for somebody and have a certain level of security. Like business, building your own business involves having a lot of risk because then you're sort of doing your own thing. But working for somebody else involves a certain limitation on what it is you're able to do because now you're under somebody else's authority and you got to do what they want. And these are different things that you want and they very often can conflict one with the other. And so we have this core set of wantings, but they can very often kind of starburst their way out of us and go in many, many different directions. And so what I want to just argue to you is that the, 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 the process of maturity as we kind of develop is about taking those starburst processes that are, you know, the wantings that we have going into different directions and sort of bringing them all together 
into like an alignment where they're all going towards something, all, all focused towards the same thing. Now, what's funny about that is like each individual interest you have is going towards something, right? If you're interested in a social life, if you're interested in getting married, so you're, you have a wanting that goes towards that thing. But the idea here is to sort of take our personalities and take all our general interests and instead of being fragmented where you're all over the place and confused and you're not sure which thing to value when and how to do what and whatever, is to start to get clarity and coherency into your perspective of where all the different parts of your life, things that you're interested in, how they all fit together and where they're all kind of sort of like how to where they're all kind of going so to sort of put them together into like a puzzle where they belong in their place and then bring all them together and to unify them which is really about sort of unifying all the different fragmented aspects of your own being and i'm going to argue to you that is the meaning of when the torah says you should be kadosh because hashem is kadosh that's what that means in other words the word kadosh i think the simplest translation for that word is to be dedicated and you see, if you just sort of, any, anytime you look anywhere in the text in the Chumash, I think you'll find the translation dedicated works really, really well. It means that you are focused on something to, you know, in a certain, to a certain degree, dedicated towards it, such that now you are not going to get fragmented or distracted by anything which violates and distorts the focus that you have. So if you're focused on a particular goal or, or, or endpoint, and we're going to use examples in a minute, so that means that now you're going towards that and you're not going to get pulled aside into other things that are going to distort or pull away from that focus. Incidentally, there are some, some translations of the word kadosh that say that the word means separate as opposed to holy, but the word separate here seems to indicate that when you are focused in one direction, it separates you off from things that violate that focus. So, but the point is the word seems generally to mean dedicated. But then of course you have to sort of look at the context a little bit and understand what that means. So in the case of a prostitute, I think it's very clear how the word seems to mean that. And again, there are commentaries. If you want to see uh, Rashi on the Chumash sort of talks about this a little bit when he's explaining the word Kadesha. Why is a prostitute called a Kadesha? So he says it's because she essentially is, is allocated and dedicated towards a sexual interaction. And it kind of has a few different layers because she's so dedicated to sexual interaction that she even... Uh, and you sort of think of it like it's a little counterintuitive. When you are when you have sexual interaction with another person, very often it can lead to some sense of closeness or connection with them. You can decide to open yourself up to somebody else when you are sexual with them, and then you'll you'll begin to experience a sense of of connection and oneness through the physical closeness that you're experiencing. So what happens with that is, you know, usually if you are sexually intimate, it, that's that's something which is more likely to happen. But here you have a person who is literally engaging in a process of sexual intimacy repeatedly. So she's, A, she's sort of dedicated to that in that way. She's sort of given her life over to just sort of being sexual with whoever. But it's also really that she's dedicated towards the money component. In other words, she's so focused on her goal, which is making money, that even an activity that really would pull her off to the side and ostensibly should really connect her to the people that she's sleeping with, she is completely above that and stays true to her goal and just keeps on going towards the money and does not deviate towards the guys on the side who she is theoretically could have become attached to and sort of pulled over and stayed with one of them and you know been an actual life partner. Instead, she continues straight ahead towards her goal. That's what a Kadesha actually is. She's someone who is very dedicated to what it is that she's after. So in the word Kedushan, it also seems to me, let me talk about the idea of what marriage is. Well, it turns out that the concept of Kedushan is about two people becoming dedicated to each other in terms of their sexual lives. It's kind of like this, it's a situation where now you're saying 
you are now the literal line that you use when you want to create a Kedushan marriage in the Torah's framework is the man says to the woman, you are mekudeshet to me. You are now dedicated to me sexually and you are not going to open yourself up to any other sexual relationship. You are now dedicated sexually to me. And there's a much longer discussion of how that's structured and why it works the way it does. But for our purposes right now, that seems to be what the word kadosh means. It's like, it's basically about becoming dedicated in this way. But to sort of take that a little bit further to understand, well, the meta structure, when we talked about in the beginning, sort of, well, there's like this, this big picture of like trying to be holy, which is like one of the one way to say that's what the meaning of life is or the goal of life is to be kadosh, just like Hashem is kadosh. So what exactly does that look like? Well, I'm going to argue to you that if you look at all of the mitzvot of the Torah, they are all coming to sort of heal a certain problem that we have that actually the Torah describes where we got it from. If you look in the beginning of the book, and it's Parshas Bereshis, the Torah describes there that we engage in this process of this behavior, this mistake, really, where there was a tree called Eitz Hadas Tovarah. And Eitz Hadas Tovarah is this tree that when you eat from the fruit, apparently what it does is it gives you something called Das, which means a perception, a way of seeing the world. Tovarah, Tov means that which you're interested in versus that which you are apathetic towards. In other words, the tree, when you eat from the fruit, so what it does is it makes it gives you a set of glasses and when you put them on, now you evaluate the world experientially based on what you're into versus what you're not into. So things that you're interested in, they become prominent in your perception. Things that you are not interested in, they fall into the background and they become less relevant to you. And so this tree created the situation where now our perceptions have the capacity to become distorted where you can weigh something more heavily than it actually is and you can ignore something to a point where it's actually now out of sync with its reality as well. So. As a simple analogy or example of that, let's say, you know, the classic example of uh, adultery. So you have situations where, you know, the, the Torah describes there's a there's a set of halachos, of rules, of sort of what situations you should put yourself in with somebody who you might accidentally or on purpose be pulled into a sexual encounter that was going to violate the, the dedication that you have in your actual relationship. So the classic example I like to use, let's say you have two people who are working together in an office and you have, you know, their friends, a guy and a girl, and they're friendly with each other. And there's lots of people that work there too, but they work together. And so, and there's, there's banter and there's positivity and whatever. But then one night they're both working late alone. I mean, the two of them together are at the office and it's 10 o'clock at night. Now here's the funny thing. Let's just imagine they're both married. They both have kids and lives and, and you know, a whole situation. But so you have like all these factors like, well, I have a family, I have a wife, I have a husband, like I have, I have, I have a job, like I have a whole situation with this person. And like what's happening now is I also have this sense, this pull that I am sexually attracted to this person and like maybe we should do that. And so what happens is the sexual energy becomes more prominent and that wanting becomes more prominent than all the other wantings. Like I want to have a close relationship with my spouse. I want to be able to be honest with my children. I want to be able to have a good, healthy working relationship with this person and with other people in the office. I want to have a balanced, clean, open life. So what happens is all those things that you want fall into the background and you weigh the sexual attraction as more important and significant, more interesting to you than these other things in the moment. And what's funny is after the encounter is over, if the two people are actually sexually involved, so then what happens is usually it goes the other way. Suddenly now you're like, oh, I'm very much 
I care more about these other things, and now I kind of put that in the background, the sexual encounter becomes less interesting, and these other factors are much more important, and it creates a lot of stress, because now different wanting suddenly manifest and become more prominent inside of your mind. So you have this ability now to see the world in distorted ways, where different things that you want can shift and, and ebb and flow and sort of take more prominence and less prominence. That's called Das Tovara. And the Torah describes that starts in the first part of the, of the Torah. And then everything after that seems to always be about returning and undoing the damage that we did when we put those glasses on. And so now we're all wearing glasses like that. So one of the meta structures that the Torah describes and one of the terms that it uses to sort of heal that is the Torah says, you should be kadosh, because Hashem is Kadosh. And what does it mean that Hashem is Kadosh? Hashem is focused. Hashem sees the world exactly as it is, understands where all the parts go. He knows what the world is for and its purpose. And he understands that the, ultimately the whole journey of this world is about there being constant expansion of consciousness and clarity and understanding. And essentially, there's you know, much more to talk about that, but, and you, you can check out some of the other videos on the channel that are about that. But that's the whole point of this place. And so our, like our side of that is you should be Kadosh because like, just like Hashem is Kadosh, is that you want, the more you are aware of and clear on what this world is for, the more you can properly see through some of those distortions that you have in, the, in, your, in your life where you get confused as to what you're doing here. So in, in a situation like that, so let's look at the example again of the, of the two people working in the office. Well, what's happening? So they're kind of like they're being pulled by this wanting to be sexually interactive with each other. It's like there's, a, there's a pull from the body and it's going on there. And that's a, that's a pull that has a place, right? We use that, that pull in the context of our lives, what's our, if our life is about constantly getting more dedicated towards the process of the world, and if the process of the world is about having greater and greater and greater consciousness and, and connection to ourselves and to Hashem and to other selves, which is essentially what greater consciousness looks like, where you essentially connect more deeply to other selves through the bodies that we're using, well, if that's true, so then this is actually a very healthy thing. Having a sexual energy that you can use as a tool to then connect to others to, to another self is a very very positive and great tool it's part of the framework but when you take it out of its proper context and you don't see it as part of the larger framework where you're trying to go in your life and instead it becomes more prominent and distorted in your mind so now you're like oh i want to do this thing but it's out of context, so now the person you're doing with is you're simply feeling the attraction of the body, but you're not thinking in terms of any of the other parts and the rest of the framework of your life. So now you are, you're, one of your wantings is sort of flaring off to the side, and you have your other wantings of what your life is really about all going in one direction. And this one, the one wanting of the sexual interaction, is like going off to the side. It's deviating from the path. So when that happens now, so now you're going to distort your perspective and distort your life if you follow that deviant path off to the side. So instead, the Torah says you have to be kadosh, which means you have to have clarity on all the different wantings that you have and kind of draw them all in and dedicate them towards the ultimate path of what this, is, this place is about. And this place is about, like we said, essentially you, could, you, can, you can describe it as getting closer to Hashem and you can describe it as becoming more conscious, which is the same thing as getting closer to Hashem. Or you can describe it as becoming more self-aware, getting closer to other selves. And there's a whole process of how you know whether that's happening. There are tools to use for that. But the point is that this meta, meta framework, this meta idea of being kadosh, is basically to dedicate yourself to what life is about and then to integrate all the different wantings in your life towards that. So Hashem is very good at that because Hashem does not have, or it does not have, it means Hashem does not allow himself to have distorted perspectives 
of the different wantings of reality. So he understands what this world is for, and he's constantly interacting with the world based on those criteria and manifests in the world according to those criteria. But we have this problem. We have this ability to have a smaller, distorted perspective, and that gets in the way of us having that focused clarity as to where we're going. So whenever you have a distortion like that happening, the trick is to try to, to think to yourself, okay, well, I want this thing right now, but I also want other things. What other things do I want? And then what is, the, what is the overarching sort of ethos of my life? Where am I trying to go with my life? So if you're not clear, though, on those things, if you don't have an idea of where life is going and what it's about, so then you can't ever really be kadosh and you can't really uh, sort of like immunize yourself against these kinds of errors because you, and you end up just destroy, you can really damage your life that way because if you don't understand what your life is really for in a deep way, and what, in other words, if you're not really dedicating yourself towards what life is about, then you'll just be fragmented and you'll have different parts here and there and all over the place. And then it's very easy to start making silly mistakes and essentially deviating off the rails, which is, that's, you know, that, that's what undermines all of our lives. So the idea here is the Torah and the Kabbalah and the whole system of this, of, you know, all the different lifestyle things that are in the Torah are designed to help you sort of wake up, understand what it is that this is all about and what it's for, and then start to bring all of the different things you want into alignment with that. And it's the biggest you know, mindset you could possibly have where you understand the totality of all of your abilities and what you want, and you're going to bring them all and integrate them, each one exactly where they belong, and that gives you clarity on your path. And then when you do that, that's what it means to be kadosh. Then you're essentially making yourself virtually immune to these distortions that where you can ruin your life. And that kind of focus really unlocks a lot, like your, all of your potential. Because when you have your life sort of operating in an optimal way, first of all, you're just happy. You're happy. You're clear-headed. You understand what you're doing every day. You wake up. You figure out where you're going, why you're going there, what you're doing. And if there are things in life that start to become stagnant, you know how to fix them. You know, switch things up, get to a clearer place because you just know where you're going. You know your track. You know what life is and what it's for. That's like an incredibly empowering thing. It like changes your whole way of, lo of life. It's waking up in the morning is not is not tiring. It's exciting. It's like, oh yeah, like let's let's do more of what my life is for now. I want to get rolling on that. That's what I think the the you know to sort of think about what it means to be kadosh in that sense to be dedicated towards that thing that really defines the word. I think very clearly. And when you really think about it. That's what, it, you know, I think that's really what people want to mean when they say the word holy. I always joke that the word holy really just means full of holes. But the word holy, what it seems that people mean when they say that is, I kind of just want to feel like I'm above the, the, the mistakes, right? I don't want to be sucked into the problems or, you know, I'm, I'm somehow sanctified. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond. And like th that whole perspective, that idea is what I'm basically talking about, where you are in the world, but at the same time, you're literally like, you're, you're flying above all of it because you're, you're not getting stuck in the world in any way. You don't get pulled off to the side and get distracted by things that are just like distortions. You use all the things in the world to create and to build without letting them kind of damage you or pull you into a place where it's going to be unhealthy or unbalanced or distorted. That's what I think the, the way to think about what Kadosh means. For those who already know some of the textual sources behind that, there's a lot to see. And you can read, you know, there's a, there's a line by Nachmanides, the Ramban, he has a whole paragraph about this in Parshish Kadosh, and everything I just said now essentially describes that. So there's many places to sort of see this in a bigger way. But in terms of the fundamental idea, I hope that was clear. And if you enjoy that, feel free to like, and if you have any, and subscribe and whatever, and you know, all the YouTube things. And if you have any questions about that, you're welcome to obviously put, put them down in the comments, and I'll answer them as quickly as I can. Thanks for listening and see you in the next video.